that $5.8 billion will trickle down to the rich when they throw their money in the air and dance underneath it in joy. <laughs> Woo! 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 Yep, that'll happen. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. That's one reason. I got the feeling that something right. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. I am yes, I'm stuck in from Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles. This is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 in Ridgecrest and China Lake, California. Up in Oregon on 91.7 KYAQ on the Central Coast, 106.7 KSO in Cottage Grove. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on 92.9 WLRI. In Maui, Hawaii on 88.5 KAKU. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN 94.1. In Palinville, New York on 102.9 WLPP. In Grand Rapids, Michigan on WPRR. In New Orleans on 102.3 WHIV. And in Minneapolis, St. Paul on AM 950 KTNF. We also stream coast to coast and around the globe every day on the internets. On the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR, Revolution 99, Workforce Rising, Detour Talk, Radio Sputnik, and many other fine affiliates, both terrestrial and on the internets, streaming. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow, says me, from bradblog.com. Just trying to keep up with it all. Five days a week. Uh, blanketing planet Earth. Glad you could join us for it. Uh, a big show today. <laughs> Two big stories uh, that I want to sort of pick up from where we were on our previous episode uh, on Friday. Um, but we've got a lot of breaking news <laughs> just before air today. As usual, Desi Doyen, good luck keeping up with any of it. Why should today be any different than any other day? Trump uh, announces scaling back of two national monuments in his trip to Utah. Desi Doyen, I know you're delighted about that. Oh, gosh, gosh, gosh. And it will be challenged, no doubt, in court. We've covered this story before. We'll cover it again, no doubt, tomorrow on our Green News report with you. Yes. It's being uh, challenged. The environmental groups, the Native American groups have said they are going to file suit uh, to stop this undoing of what Presidents Barack Obama and Bill Clinton and so forth did to establish these national uh, these national parks. Right. So these are national monuments, just to be monuments, clear. Monuments, thank you. And uh, it's Bears Ears National Monument in uh, eastern Utah and also Grand Staircase Escalante Monument in southern Utah. And Trump announced today that he is going to cut 85% of Bears Ears. That's more than a million acres. He's going to cut 46% of Grand Staircase Escalante. That's about 800,000 acres. Um, he, he made the claim that it was supposed to be to return it to local access. But, of course, you know, these were already public 
public lands owned by the federal and, government and, before Utah even became a state. And this has never been done before, and that's one of the reasons why it's going to be challenged in courts. This has never been done. We've never had a president come in and undo. Well, we've never had a president come in and undo to this extent. Um, there have been previous presidents who have scaled them back slightly, but but never like this. Never, never like where this. they've actually decimated them and created entirely new smaller units like this. So yeah, it's going to be challenged in court. It's going to be challenged, and it's going to work its way all the way up to the Supreme Court. But I have to remind you, as I always do, it is the stolen U.S. Supreme Court. Republicans stole the court to their advantage, and that came in very handy today. Because once again, as we go to air, the Supreme Court has decided to allow full enforcement of Donald Trump's travel ban, even though they said uh, they made an accommodation previous, previously while the, while the case was working its way through the courts. Now they have uh, announced that they are going to allow full enforcement of that travel ban against six majority Muslim countries while the case is being challenged in court. Just another one of the benefits of stealing the U.S. Supreme Court, as the uh, as the Republicans did, and so that's what I fear uh, may be the case as well when it comes to this uh, this public lands issue that we have never seen before. Yes, we have the courts, but Donald Trump has fully stocked up the uh, not fully, but he's on his way towards fully stocking up the the federal courts, the U.S. Circuit, the district courts, the courts of appeal, and of course the Supreme Court. Also today, Donald Trump offered a full-throated endorsement of Republican Alabama U.S. Senate nominee and alleged child molester Roy Moore. That in advance of next Tuesday's special U.S. House election in uh, in Alabama. We will have more on that race. And yes, concerns about the voting systems that are being used to tabulate it, the electronic computer voting systems that will be used next Tuesday to, you know, count the ballots of how people in Alabama really feel. Hopefully we'll be covering that more on tomorrow's broadcast. So be sure you're with us for that. But once again, today, as in our previous show, I want to focus on two big stories, both of which are important, that are going on today. The GOP tax scam And make no mistake, it is an unbelievable scam and it is being carried out in broad daylight, as well as the uh, the fallout after the uh, guilty plea and uh, cooperation with special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation by Donald Trump's disgraced and fired national security advisor Michael Flynn. Uh, That happened also on Friday. I uh, I get I get, of course, the obstruction of justice part, although the uh, Donald Trump and his attorneys are now claiming that uh, the president cannot obstruct justice, that he's the top law enforcement official, essentially, so he can do anything he wants. Talk about that in a bit. Uh, I understand that. I understand the charges against Flynn lying to the FBI. But. I'm still trying to figure out where and what is the so-called collusion with Russia that allegedly started all of this. Right now, there is no evidence of that. And uh, I've, I've never really understood what it's even supposed to be, what this collusion actually was. Now, if you listen to the broadcast, you know uh, I ain't no fan of Donald Trump. Uh, so, you know, I'm not uh, trying to support him in any way, shape or form. But you got a lot of Democrats right now who are banking a lot of their, you know, their hopes and dreams on uh, somehow Robert Mueller, the special counsel, taking down Donald Trump. And he may do it. 
for obstruction of justice or any other number of things. But what is this original? What's the original conclusion? I a, a collusion or coordination or conspiracy right now? We have no evidence of that still. And I've never really understood what it is even supposed to be. Do you? If you do, you can call me and tell me about it. What is the original crime here by Team Trump? There's a reason they are lying, it seems, to federal officials and pleading guilty to it, ultimately. But I don't understand what they are supposed to be hiding. If you know what it is, feel free to give me a call. Get in line. We'll try to get to your calls a little bit later at 818-985-5735. 818-985-5735. But in the meantime, uh, yeah, uh, as David Kurtz writes at TPM, massive wealth transfer to top earners. Check. Blow up the federal deficit? Check. Hobble Obamacare? Check. Yes, at nearly 2 a.m. on Friday night, Saturday morning, Republicans in the U.S. Senate with a bare 51 to 49 vote uh, uh, margin. Tennessee's Republican Senator Bob Corker was the the only Republican to vote against it with that 51-49 vote margin. The Republicans jammed through a 500-page tax bill on Saturday morning. If it it can be reconciled with the U.S. House version and then approved by both houses one last time, this measure will rewrite the tax code for generations in the U.S. and it will shift billions, if not trillions, of dollars from the middle class up to the wealthy. The bill passed just hours after the final version of this thing, including handwritten changes in the margin, was released in full on Friday night, making it impossible for anyone, much less Democrats or Republicans, to, you know, actually read the bill that they were being forced to vote on just hours later. But the Republicans got it done anyway. They rammed it through after uh, months of preparing the bill in secret. Well, not entirely in secret. While they refused to work with Democrats, they worked with thousands of corporate lobbyists to pretty much give the swamp everything the swamp could have asked for. More than half of all registered lobbyists in Washington, D.C. have disclosed working on taxes this year, according to a new analysis from Public Citizen, a government watchdog group. There are just under 11,000 active lobbyists in the nation's capital, according to data compiled by the Center for Responsive Politics, or CRP. And more than half of those 11,000 lobbyists, more than 6,243 of them, have reported working on taxes this year, according to Public Citizen's report. That means there are more than 11 lobbyists working on taxes for every member of Congress this year. Lisa Gilbert, public citizen's vice president of legislative affairs, says that, quote, the mind boggling number of lobbyists corporate America has hired to reshape the tax code is almost of biblical proportion. But the rate reductions and other favors in the legislation will exact a far greater price on regular Americans, she says. One of the central issues for this uh, <clears throat> for this tax push is reducing corporate tax rates, which has been a goal for Republicans a long time. The proposal that passed the U.S. Senate at 2 a.m. on Saturday morning cuts corporate tax rate from 35 percent down to 20 percent, almost cuts it in half. 
The cuts that you get, well, good luck to you. Uh, you may get no cut at all. As a matter of fact, you may uh, your taxes may be raised. Thanks to many of those lobbyists who worked on the Trump campaign or on his transition team who are now working on taxes in Congress, according to Public Citizens Report. Uh, they found that 20 corporations and trade associations have each hired at least 50 lobbyists to work on taxes, both through their in-house team and outside firms. Among them are two highly influential business groups. That would be the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, the largest Republican uh, uh, lobbying group in the nation. They have 100 lobbyists working on taxes and the, and the Business Roundtable has 51 working on taxes, and they are not working in your favor. They're working in favor of the corporations, the rich people, the wealthy. Yes, the swamp that Donald Trump promised to drain in Washington, D.C. He was just kidding. Companies and trade groups with the pharmaceutical and insurance industries have 600 or more lobbyists working on taxes this year. Public Citizen says in their conclusion of their report, with the enormous complexity and high stakes, tax issues are the buffet that keeps Washington's swamp creatures fed. But the success of the nation's largest corporations and wealthiest interests in shaping the current tax legislation to suit their interests shows that bankrolling the lobbyists' unending feast is a small bill to pay in the big scheme of things. Yes, they are getting back their money and then and then some if, in fact, this bill uh, is uh, allowed to be reconciled by the U.S. House and Senate together and then uh, and then voted on one more time by the U.S. Senate and the U.S. House. If you'd like to call the U.S. Capitol to talk to your House member and or your senators, you can do that by calling 202 224 Three one two one. That's two zero two 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 four three one two one. Um, the tax bill that uh, is now moving its way uh, to completion to the president's desk is re- routinely referred to as a one point five trillion dollar tax cuts cut. And in some ways, Ryan Grimm notes over at The Intercept over the weekend that that is true. On net, it would reduce the amount of taxes collected by the federal treasury by one and a half trillion over 10 years. But that figure, he notes, masks an eye-popping scale and audacity of this GOP restructuring, generational restructuring of the economy. Most immediately, the plan will take a large chunk out of state and local revenue that is not factored into that $1.5 trillion total. More broadly, the bill cuts taxes by a full $6 trillion, $6 trillion over a decade. And they never even allowed uh, Republicans, much less Democrats, to actually read this thing before they were forced to vote on it in the middle of the night on Friday. And so, writes Grimm, the bill properly described uh, is actually two things. It is the largest tax cut, yes, in U.S. history, but is also the largest tax increase in American history. Republicans, you'll recall, spent years talking about the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare as the largest tax increase in U.S. history. Remember that? Ignoring the fact that the the tax increases uh, that were in that bill were actually balanced out by subsidies to help pay for things like, you know, health coverage for tens of millions of American people. 
They also ultimately reduced the long-term federal debt with that bill by some $200 billion. Nonetheless, the Affordable Care Act, or Obamacare, was a significant transfer of wealth from the top to the middle and the bottom, which uh, made the Republicans just hate it. They called it a redistribution of wealth. It was outrageous. We should never have it's socialism. We should never have such a thing in the U.S. But all told, that bill raised less than $1 trillion in taxes over 10 years to pay for it all, to pay for what we actually got, which was health care for tens of millions of Americans. This thing uh, will blow a $6 trillion hole. uh, And what do we get for it? Well, a bunch of wealthy people get a whole bunch of money back that they can buy more yachts and private planes and still deduct maintenance for those things uh, from their taxes. Unlike you, who won't be able to deduct things like uh, interest on school loans. The Tax Policy Center estimated that about 80% of the benefits of the tax plan will go to the top 1% in this country. They will enjoy the vast majority of this massive redistribution of wealth from the poor and the middle class up to the rich. Some uh, regular people, not wealthy uh, corporate class, will indeed see some of the money as tax cut, but not very much. The New York Times noted that by 2027, people making between forty and fifty thousand dollars will see a combined increase of five point three billion dollars in taxes. That's right, between forty and fifty thousand dollars. If that's how much you make. You're going to pay $5.3 billion more in taxes thanks to this tax cut. And where does that money go? Well, as the Times notes, for uh, folks earning more than $1 million, they will see their taxes collectively cut by $5.8 billion a year. So where does all that money come from? Well, while Obamacare was a transfer from, uh, of wealth from the top to the bottom, this bill sends the money the other way. House Speaker Paul Ryan uh, was in uh, from Wisconsin. He went on NPR late last week and and was at least uh, mildly called out for this dishonest sleight of hand, this amazing deception that has been carried out by congressional Republicans. Uh, He was called out at least a little bit on NPR by Steve Inskeep. What does it say that in practice, according to independent analyses, I mean, you do have winners and losers. Not everybody gains. Uh, businesses gain, people with large estates to leave to their heirs gain, high-income people gain, but a lot of middle-income people do not gain I in just, terms I of money. I disagree with that. that, that uh, the, the average tax cut for a middle-class family is going to be $1,182. Average. Lily Batchelder of New York University took some numbers from the Joint Committee of Taxation, bipartisan part of Congress, as you know very well, and concluded that something like 100 million households in this country under the House bill, and even more under the Senate bill, would either get no tax cut or would get a tax increase. Does that sound right to you? Uh, no, it doesn't sound right unless it's a person that's not paying taxes already. Um, I think some people are cherry-picking statistics. I haven't seen this analysis, so I, it's hard for me to, to, to go into it. Yeah, sure. Sure, it's hard for you to, to go into it there, Paul Ryan. Uh, it, it is, in fact, the Republicans uh, who are not only cherry-picking statistics here, but they're also cherry-picking the economists that they are quoting, that they are citing, that they are claiming are in support of this massive scheme. Really? 
Lee Fong, also at The Intercept, uh, notes over the weekend that uh, touting support for their tax cut legislation, House Speaker Paul Ryan uh, and uh, the Senate Finance Committee uh, 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 Chair Rob Portman of Ohio released a letter late last week signed by 137 economists who say they strongly endorse the Republican legislation before Congress. Trump on Friday had tweeted as well a short video featuring this list of 137 economists who supported their bill. The uh, letter from these supposed economists was organized uh, by this group called the Rate Coalition, a corporate advocacy group that is lobbying in support of this bill. One of those thousands doing so. In the letter, they say economic growth will accelerate if the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act passes, leading to more jobs, higher wages, and a better standard of living for the American people. Donald Trump tweeted that out on Friday as all of this was happening in the U.S. Senate, as this uh, fight to to push this mystery bill that was unveiled late at night uh, as that was all happening. But a review of The Economist listed on that letter, according to Fong, reveals a number of, let's call them, discrepancies. And Desi Doyen, you'll recall something very similar to this happened. Remember that list of, of what was it, thousands of, of, of scientists who said that there, there was no global <laughs> yes. warming happening? Yeah, it was and the, the, the Oregon petition, uh, the, and, and it was this, this, this crazy, cited. insane, completely... Uh, not real. Yeah, watch I your say. mouth. Watch your adult. <laughs> there, you yeah. know that that it was not scientists. <laughs> they were not climate scientists. They were dentists and preachers and folks like that. And it was used over and over again by the Republicans to say climate change isn't happening. We shouldn't take action on it. We shouldn't spend any money on it. And uh, yeah, looking at those actual scientists, not really scientists. Well, we have something similar here. I'm sure you are shocked to learn out of this 137 economists. Uh, one of them, uh, someone by the name of Gil Sylvia of the University of Georgia, Fong found that uh, he does not actually have a biography page or any online trace of employment at all at the University of Georgia. Uh, a representative of the school told The Intercept that no one with that name is actually employed there. Another signatory that was cited in this letter uh, was somebody by the name of Seth Bede. He is, in fact, not an economist at all. He is a low-level office assistant at the New York State Tax Department, whose spokesperson said B does not remember signing the letter at all. Other names on uh, on this list uh, may raise eyebrows, says Fong. guy by the name of John Elizarian is listed as an economist with the American Economic Association, or AEA, but membership to the AEA is open to anybody who coughs up dues. And membership simply grants access to AEA journals and, and discounts at the AEA event. I could say I'm an economist. I could join the American, what is it, the American Economic Association. Elizarian is actually a former attorney who lost his law, law license and the ability to practice law in California after he was convicted and sentenced to six months in prison for forging a judicial signature and falsifying other documents. He's currently listed uh, under his LinkedIn profile as a paralegal at a law firm, and uh, yet he was listed as one of the 137 economists cited by Paul Ryan as the reason this massive 
shift of wealth from the poor and the middle class up to the wealthy must happen and must happen right away, immediately, soon, in the middle of the night on Saturday morning. We cannot possibly wait until Monday to allow the senators to read the thing they're actually voting on. Other signatories on this letter uh, are certainly not independent. One, uh, Fong notes, is an in-house economist at a financial services firm in Illinois. Another is an in-house economist with the Bank of America. So the Bank of America thinks this is going to be great for the economy. Others on the list are part of advocacy groups that have made tax cuts their top priority. Groups like Americans for Prosperity. That's the Koch brothers run group which has been trying to uh, pass these tax cuts for years. Another signatory is the head of uh, American Action Forum, uh, which is the dark money group aligned with Paul Ryan's own political team. In reality, mainstream economists from across the ideological spectrum, real ones, have panned the legislation. A survey of 38 prominent economists, liberals and conservatives alike, found that only one said their proposed uh, that the proposed legislation would result in any kind of substantial economic growth. All respondents said the legislation would add to the federal debt. On Thursday, uh, Congress's bipartisan Joint Committee on Taxation released an analysis showing that despite the claims by the Republicans, the tax cuts will not, in fact, pay for themselves. This is uh, certainly not the first time this sort of thing has happened. You'll recall that when Republicans, uh, when they ran Congress and the White House uh, in 2001, they debated George W. Bush's tax cut package at the time. GOP leaders Uh, had widely distributed a column by an economist by the name of R. Glenn Hubbard claiming that the legislation won't hurt the surplus at all. Yes, there used to be a surplus. After the previous Democrat prior to George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, there was a surplus when he left office. Uh, He said that wouldn't hurt the surplus at all. Of course, you know how that turned out. We had a a collapse of the economy and uh, these tax cuts uh, destroyed uh, the deficit and uh, and everything else. There was something I wanted to get to uh, before we get to a break, and we'll talk about Michael Flynn and Trump and supposed collusion. What's that collusion? What is it? What's the? I'd love to hear from you. Eight one eight nine eight five five seven three five. There was something I wanted to get to here from David Roberts. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to uh, when it comes to the fact that the media. I'll just summarize it here very quickly. The, the those tax cuts back after nine eleven. They were uh, they were touted as an economic stimulus after nine eleven. In fact, they were tax cuts. And at the time, they were so extreme uh, that uh, focus groups that uh, uh, Paul, Paul Krugman wrote about this back in uh, 2001, focus groups who were asked what they thought about this tax cut and this another massive shift of wealth to, uh, to, to rich people. They were asked about it, and they said that, uh, it, that what they were explained was in the bill was so extreme that the voters actually refused to believe that they were describing the bill accurately. Voters refused to believe it was true. That same thing happened once again in 2012 when uh, Mitt Romney was was running for president and uh, supporting Paul Ryan's tax plan at the time. 
And uh, uh, Democratic Super PAC also held a focus group. And back uh, in t- 2012, it was reported that this uh, Super PAC Priorities USA, when they informed a focus group that Romney's uh, that the Romney supported Ryan budget plan uh, would 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 end up ending Medicare as we know it while also advocating for tax cuts for the wealthiest Americans, just like what's going to happen here. The respondents simply refused to believe that any politician would do such a thing. That's what the focus group found. And that's the problem that we're dealing with today. Because right now, when I go through all of those numbers, all of those facts, all of those documented uh, truths, I'm sure I will be, you know, accused of being, well, you're just a Democrat. You're you're uh, you're a partisan here, Brad. Uh, no, I'm ju- I'm a journalist here. I'm reporting the facts. These are just facts. You may be in favor of transferring billions, if not trillions of dollars from the low and middle income up to the up to the wealthiest people in this country, up to the top one percent. You may support that. You may think that's great. That's all going to somehow trickle down and lift, float everyone's boats. It never has before when we've done it at the federal level. It never has before when it's been tried at the state level in Kansas. It devastated the economy. They're cutting uh, cutting infrastructure. They're cutting education there because those tax cuts did not trickle down. They're beginning to do the same thing now in North Carolina, thanks to the tax cuts that the radical tax cuts that happen there on the state level. But when you talk about it on, you know, when you just explain these numbers, these facts, these figures, as I'm going through them, people think, oh, you're just being partisan. Real people who don't pay attention, who don't pay close attention to politics, they hear this stuff, they hear this noise, they hear Folks like me, maybe, if they're lucky enough to hear it somewhere on the radio, uh, you know, very hard for people to hear progressive uh, media anywhere, uh, you know, to hear any other message other than Rush Limbaugh lying to them that this is going to be great for the economy. But if they, you know, if they hear this noise and they think, well, you know what, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. And that's how the Republicans get away with it. They're doing this. As uh, David Roberts notes in this great thread, they're doing this in broad daylight. But the people who hear about it, the people who hear stuff from me, who hear that this is going to affect uh, the country for generations at this point, that it is going to result in massive cuts to Medicare, to Medicaid, to Social Security, they don't believe it. Oh, it couldn't be that bad. It won't be as great as Rush Limbaugh is telling you, but it's not going to be as bad as, uh, as Brad Friedman is telling you. It'll be somewhere in the middle. And in this way, Republicans continue to get away with it because there is not a, uh, a, 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 a progressive network across our public airwaves that is as broad and as loud as the liars out there. But even if there were, oh, you know, it couldn't be that bad. Republicans say one thing. Democrats say another. The truth is somewhere in the middle. And they go ahead and they move forward with these wildly unpopular schemes And they don't care. They think they can get away with it. And so far, they have been able to. Speaking of getting away with it, let's take a quick break here. And we will come back and talk about Michael Flynn, Donald Trump, Jared Kushner, uh, and, uh, and Russia. 
And supposedly what this collusion is between Donald Trump, or at least the Trump campaign, and Russia. What is it? I don't know what it is. I'm not being obtuse. Uh, Desi uh, has already said, oh, people are going to call you obtuse if you bring up this point. Well, let them. Give me a call. 818-985-5735. 818-985-KPFK is our phone number. If you're listening live in uh, Southern California or anywhere else, 818-985-5735. What's the collusion? What's the coordination? Please call and explain it to me. Take a quick break. I'm Brad Friedman, and this is your Bradcast. Hey, this is Brad. Do you enjoy your non-corporatized, commercial-free Bradcast? Yeah, me too. But we need your help to stay that way. Please consider supporting the investigative blogging, broadcasting, and muckraking that we do here on the Bradcast and the Green News Report and bradblog.com with a donation. It's easy. Stop by bradblog.com slash donate and drop a few dollars in the tip jar. You can make a one-time contribution or an automatic monthly donation of any amount you like. It's easy. It'll take you about 60 seconds, and you'll help me and Desi stay on the air to continue our troublemaking and muckraking without the corporate influence of anyone. Got it? Thanks. Stop by bradblog.com donate to help us out today. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com with you here. Uh, 818-985-5735 is our phone number if you'd like to uh, to call in and uh, straighten me out when it comes to this uh, Russian collusion stuff. John Dowd, the uh, president's outside attorney, um, outlined a, a, new, uh, a new defense theory in the Russia probe. A president cannot be guilty of obstruction of justice. The president cannot obstruct justice because he is the chief's law enforcement officer under the Constitution's Article 2 and has every right to express his views of any case. That, according to uh, the president's personal attorney, John Dowd, uh, in an interview that he gave to Mike Allen of Axios, the comments from Trump's attorney uh, come in the uh, in the wake of Donald Trump's tweet over the weekend in which, as many have argued since, that the tweet amounted to an admission of obstruction of justice when he tweeted, uh, I had to fire General Flynn because he lied to the vice president and the FBI. He has pled guilty to those lies. It's a shame because his actions during the transition were lawful. There was nothing to hide, said Donald Trump. Now, by admitting that Donald Trump knew at the time that Flynn had lied to the FBI during an interview with them just days after the inauguration, uh, Trump would would then have been uh, committing obstruction of justice when he subsequently pressed the FBI director James Comey to either drop the investigation of Flynn or to go easy on him. Trump's tweet admits that he knew that Flynn had broken the law. Yes, lying to the vice president isn't against the law, but lying to the FBI is against the law. And then Donald Trump went and told the FBI, hey, please go easy on him. Please let him off the hook in the middle of an ongoing investigation. 
Dowd now says, Trump's attorney, that he drafted that uh, that uh, that tweet over the weekend that many thought strengthened the case for obstruction against Donald Trump and that in any event, the tweet did not uh, admit obstruction because, you know, he says the president can't obstruct justice. The president can do anything he wants. Which is ridiculous. Uh, The president is not just because even if you consider him the chief law enforcement officer, he cannot do whatever he wants. I mean, this would be like if the president told someone to go out and you know murder someone and then blocked an FBI investigation of it, said don't investigate it. Uh, That's what, you know, Trump's attorney is really saying that he could not be indicted for being an accessory to murder, much less obstruction of justice. But, of course, this is not a murder case. It may be obstruction of justice. And Trump's former national security adviser, Michael Flynn, has already pled guilty to one lie uh, to one count of lying to the FBI after the election, as he is now uh, cooperating with the special counsel. Um, But what beyond that actually happened here? Why did he lie? Why are all of these uh, uh, Trump folks lying? What is this so-called collusion with Russia? I really don't understand it. Now, if we take the word of the U.S. intelligence community that Russia somehow worked to support Trump's election, even if that happened, that's not Trump's problem, is it? I've been asking for months. What is the claim of collusion that is being made here? What did Team Trump actually do, if anything? And if they didn't do anything... Um, why are they working so hard to hide it? My phone number is 818-985-5735. I would very much welcome your thoughts here. 818-985-5735. I'd love your calls because, you know, I've seen evidence uh, and, and, of, and guilty pleas of obstruction of justice and lying on disclosure forms to the government, etc. And if that ends up taking down Donald Trump, I'm cool with it. I don't have a problem with it. I ain't protecting Donald Trump here. But I've yet to understand how the charge that Team Trump, much less Trump himself, actually worked with Russia in some way to interfere in the 2016 election. I've never seen evidence of that. Now the president says there is no evidence and the charges against Flynn prove it. Well, no, they don't. But anyway, I'd love to have your calls. 818-985-5735. Let's, uh, let's go to one. Is his, his name really Brad? Is well, Brad, welcome to the Bradcast, sir. Did, hey, Brad. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Sure. Did you just say that so that you could uh, be put to the front of the line or something? I actually didn't. That's, that's oh, uh, I guess okay. a small world. But I uh, just wanted to say, um, I think you raised a very, very important point that a lot of uh, accusations are being made, but... It kind of is like a buzzword, I feel, collusion in general. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's easy to stick, so a lot of people say it. Uh, one of the things that um, I think is pretty interesting, and something I don't think is really covered that much, um, is if you look at actually what happens, you know, there's a lot of allegations out there versus uh, facts of what we know what happened. You know, that's uh, what you know, the whole story's really been about, I think. Yeah. Look at the 2016 election and what actually happened. We know uh, from the Clinton dossier, the one that uh, the DNC and Clinton campaign paid for. Now, I want to say first, the RNC did pay for the, uh, the, did pay Fusion GPS uh, originally, mm-hmm. but by the time the, the dossier was created mm-hmm. by Christopher Steele, the DNC and the Clinton campaign were paying for it. If you read through that actual dossier, it was leaked to BuzzFeed, and you read their source A, source A is defined as a uh, senior member of the Russian Foreign Ministry, 
I mean, it's kind of strange how it's, there's all this coverage of Trump uh, being colluding with the Russians when we know, according to those work, that the Democrats were paying and did pay the Russian, at least the Russian government official, for dirt on Donald Trump. I just think it's a very strange thing that no one covers that and that it's a... Uh, it's just not talked about in this Russian collusion. Well, there is, there, yes, we, we've talked about it on the show, and there is some irony uh, in that, although it's unclear right now, and this we don't know. We don't know whether um, these agents supposedly uh, cited in that, in that dossier whether they were actually paid or not, and therefore that you had Democrats actually paying uh, Russians yeah. for dirt. We don't know that. Uh, that has been that has been charged. Uh, Chuck Grassley has suggested as much, but that part is unclear. But yeah, yeah. just one just one yeah. of the pieces of irony. Great point, Brad. <laughs> well I said. Appreciate, I, I, I appreciate the journalism on your end too. I mean, I, I I feel like there's a big hysteria around the Russian collusion narrative. There's not many reporters willing to say we don't know. Yeah, let's not get excited. And I, yeah. I think that's the point that's uh, driving a lot of partisan politics in this country further to the extreme, and it's justifying a lot of violence, and I think it's very sad when people play into it. So I do commend you for, uh, for at least saying we don't know. I mean, that's an important thing to... Uh, I mean, we no one knows at this point, and we shouldn't be making massive... Uh, attacks on people just because of accusations we don't know approve them thanks brad i do appreciate that call and uh yeah that's that's kind of my thinking i i haven't said that there wasn't collusion coordination conspiracy i'm just saying well what is it if there was collusion how what was the collusion this should we should see some evidence for this by now um I, I don't even know that uh, we've seen any evidence at all yet to explain it. Let's go to Chris in Santa Monica. Oh, our phone number, 818-985-5735. Uh, hey, Chris in Santa Monica, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Hi. Uh, hi, am I on air? You are. Be careful. Watch oh, what you say. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, awesome. Hey, no, I I agreed <laughs> with, you, with your uh, guest just before me. I, I, I was surprised. I mean... I know, I know, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of people that, you know, they're on the, the Trump-Russia collusion campaign, but it, I mean, honestly, me, I mean, I'm not a Trump supporter, but, I mean, I haven't seen anything, like you said yourself, also, you know, to actually, hey, you know, we're, here's the burning evidence, mm -hmm. you know, he's guilty, uh, and, I mean, you would think, you know, by now they would have came up with, you know, X, Y, Z, hey, here it is, guys. You know, let's get rid of this guy. But honestly, I mean, it, 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 in fact, I've actually seen more democratic collusion with Russia. And, you know, we that's the stuff that you don't hear on the radio. What, what, what Chris, what, what democratic collusion have you seen with Russia? You know, the whole uh, uranium one uh uh, yeah, that, that, that wasn't uh, a collusion with Russia either, Chris. Uh, pay attention. I mean, go go read the actual facts of, of that matter. It's another one of those. There are so many partisans uh, on every side who, you know, who are looking for things to prove what they believe, what they want to be true. No, there was not any actual collusion between uh, uh, Democrats and Russia on on Uranium One. Uh, but you know, like everything else, investigate. I'm I, oh, I you know I'm I'm not saying no, uh, 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 no investigating. But you know, before we go out and make these claims as so many people are making, let's have the evidence for it. Thanks, Chris. I, I appreciate the call. Eight one eight nine eight five five seven three five. 
818-985-5735. Let's go to a bunch of dudes. Do we have any uh, women who have opinions on this? Um, Mark in Venice. Hey, Mark, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. Uh, it's good to be on. Good, good to have you. Uh, what, what's your thoughts? What did, what did Donald Trump, how did the Trump campaign uh, collude with Russia? Well, I, you know, I have to say I, I agree. I, I think there's, there's little evidence of actual collusion. I think there is evidence that Russia was very, Russia did what it could to influence the election. I don't think there's much of a doubt about that. Uh, we did see in the emails to Donald Trump Jr. that, that the Russian government was interested in helping the campaign. So I don't think there's a doubt about that. Well, um, I, but that's but if that happened, presume stipulate that happened. That's Russia's issue. That's not Donald Trump's issue, is it? Well, that's I think that's a good point. I think the thing is that Russia has been interested in influencing our politics for a long time. They've been doing it through aquatic species um, with uh, gene manipulation in our zoo animals. Well. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't <clears throat> I don't know about that, but uh if they did again that is, that is, that's, that's if you look at, at data right. from big game safari hunt, you will uh, see that the larger species right. have been influenced. Okay. Maybe they have, uh Mark. Again, nothing to do with collusion on elect with the, what they call on MSNBC over and over again uh, the Russia attack on our election, interference in our election. I'm not saying that, uh, uh, that Russia did or didn't interfere. I'm saying I'm presuming let's take the intelligence community at their word. Yes, Russia interfered, okay? Much as the U.S. has interfered in others' elections. Let's go ahead and stipulate to that whether it happened or not. It, it, let's say it happened. How did the Trump administration work with Russia? That would be the crime, I presume. But I'm waiting for evidence of that crime. Now, Donald Trump says uh, that what Mueller did, the charges against Flynn, proved there was no collusion. That's ridiculous. They don't prove any such thing. Clearly, these charges were meant because Flynn is now talking. Flynn is now singing. He may have a lot more on this, but it's kind of surprising that uh, that there isn't more on this already, that whenever I talk to someone who makes this charge, I say, well, what did he actually do? What is the actual crime? People come up with a blank. All right, let me take a quick break here, and we'll come back for more of your calls. Phone lines are filling up, 818-985-5735. Quick break, and we're back with more Bradcast right after this. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't touch that dial. Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast, both brought to you without corporate or political influence, because we rely on you to help keep us completely independent. Please drop by bradblog.com slash donate today and help us stay on your public airwaves. That's bradblog.com slash donate. You'll thank yourself later. I'll thank you now. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Charges of obstruction of justice, charges of lying, 
to the Federal uh, Bureau of Investigation. That I understand. That I get. That uh, clearly there seems to be a lot of guilt within the Trump campaign, but of uh, actual cooperation, unlawful cooperation to affect our elections with uh, with Russia. Where's the evidence? What's the chart? What did they actually do? Can anyone tell me? 818-985-5735. Did I say Brad Friedman and this is the Bradcast? Yeah, I did. All right. Welcome back. Uh, Timmy in Southgate. Welcome to the Bradcast, sir. Oh, jeez. Oh, Timmy, did we lose him? Hello, hello. There we go. That's better. All right. What, 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 what's going on here, Timmy? Well, I have a question about why you're as- asking this question. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Because it seems to me the only people that can answer that are the people that are doing the investigation. True. This is a huge thing. The Republicans, even if they have evidence of a crime, mm-hmm. it's it's not very likely that they're going to you know move towards impeachment. Um, the it would seem to me that Mueller's doing the right thing. He's taking his time, yeah. making a careful case. This Agree. Would be one of the most important cases in the history of the United States. So why would any of us mm-hmm. be able to answer your question? The only per- now, unless your question's rhetorical, if you're trying to pressure Mueller into no, no, him. I'm no, I'm not. I, listen, I think he's doing the right thing. I think there should obviously there should be an investigation, if nothing else, because it was totally inappropriate. For Donald Trump to uh, to to fire the uh, J- James Comey clearly as an obstruction of justice, but I'm saying what is the original sin? What is the original crime? I have been trying to figure out. I don't even understand what it would be once and if we ever do get the evidence. I don't know what. Do, do you have any idea what? Well, okay, could have the, happened. The, the idea here, and this has been said from the outset of the investigation, is that there is enough collateral evidence that when you know they've been calling it uh, when there's smoke there's fire where there was so much smoke that it merited investigation and that's what he's doing yeah so i i would say yeah if you if you look all right but timmy explain this to me smoke, if you look at yeah. all the preliminary evidence yeah, yeah it it that definitely suggests that there could be collusion. What? What? Okay. Now, and what? Say, and what would that collusion be, Timmy? Just in let's let's say that the worst case scenario has occurred. What well, would that know, scenario be? I know everyone thinks that Trump is an idiot. Okay, and in some ways he acts like an idiot. But I, I also think he's an extremely smart man, and he has some some people that are extremely intelligent. So he himself is not going to do anything directly. I mean, just like okay. You know, so what did we're, we're short on time, Don Timmy? Going to go out and T- kill somebody? Tim. He's going to hire somebody, or he's going to suggest? Okay, somebody. so uh, that's fine. I'm short on time. I got a lot of calls I want to get to. So just give me an idea. What is it that they would have done that he would have hired someone to do that would have been illegal? What would be some of the things were establishing those back channels? to uh, um, thwart current law, where Obama was saying, we're going to do this, there's going to be sanctions, et cetera, et cetera. And Trump's saying, you know, uh, Trump's saying... But he to does, why does he need to... Intermediaries. What? Hey, don't worry about it when I get there. Yeah. Uh, it's a new game in town, yeah. and I'll take care of it. Right. He's the president of the United States. That. No, that what law is that against? He's the president of the United States. He no, can he set foreign policy. Not at the time. It the does. stuff they're investigating is the stuff that he did, and whether he had okay. other motives for doing that. For example, uh, uh, 
laundering money through his uh, uh, Russian mob money. Through his that hotel. would be illegal. That right. would absolutely be illegal. But going out as president of the United States, even if he had gone on the stump and said, hey, elect me president, I will overturn all of these, I will reverse all of these uh, uh, sanctions against Russia. He could do that. Yes, That's he legal. could do that. There's nothing There's nothing that, illegal about it. Establish back channel communication. Of course he can. That's sure he can. No, no, it's, it's not. not. I you could he he he. Well, all right. I I appreciate. I I, uh, I hear at least you. That's what I I've read. Yeah. I've read that yeah. that doing that, establishing change of policy when you're when you're a, a, a citizen who you know yeah. is against the law. You all can't right. go against the current. Yeah, you're you're so, talking about. I mean, and and you know, let me one more thing, and then I'll go quickly because I just want to get to people here. Yeah. Okay, one more thing. Yeah. A lot of the evidence on which they could make the case can only be gotten through a Mueller investigation. Trump's taxes, Correct. his business dealings, Correct. all that stuff, he's kept secret. I agree. The only way they're going to get to it and find out the truth is to do the investigation. So we're not going to know any of that. All right. Fair enough. Thanks, Timmy. I appreciate it. And I think what uh, Timmy is talking about there is the 1799 law called, called the Logan Act, which makes it unlawful for a private citizen uh, to uh, to try to uh, impede for U.S. foreign policy. Um, I, it has never been tested in a court of law. A lot of people think it is totally unconstitutional. Uh, it has never been a case that has actually made it into court based on that 1799 law. Um, but even at that, you know, telling uh, Russia, hey, once we get in there, we're going to lift the sanctions— that's not uh, affecting current U.S. foreign policy. The president was still able to go ahead and uh, bring sanctions against Russia as he wanted to, uh, President Obama. Now, the stuff about Israel and uh, trying to undermine this vote in the U.N. Uh, uh, against Israeli settlements, uh, that could be you could make a Logan Act argument on that. But that ain't Russia. 818-985-5735. Let's go to Martin very quickly in Redlands. Hey, Martin, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, how's it going? It's going okay. What's up? Do you have the answer to this hey. question? Uh, no, I'm just curious. After one year, just over a year, of looking for Russian collusion, how come they can find Tom Brady's uh, you know, jersey before they find any evidence here? And Mike Flynn, he was fired way back in July for lying to uh, VP Pence about having any contacts with Russia. So they got rid of them, like, immediately. Well, he was and he was actually, he was to, to be clear, Martin, he was fired in, in February, and it was... Oh, February, okay. And it was several weeks after they were told by the FBI that uh, Mike Flynn had lied to the FBI. And they, yeah. and the uh, uh, Pence, uh, Vice President Mike Pence, Donald Trump, all of them, they waited for weeks before they fired him, so... Yeah, they did, yeah. you're right. All right. Thanks. Yeah, I, I thought it was back in January. My mistake. No worries. Well, well, I'm just saying it's like I haven't seen any collusion, and uh, the only way, the only first time I heard about it was because at one of Trump's rallies, he said, "Who could find the, the missing thirty thousand emails? Russia, maybe." And that was a joke that he made, and from there it was Russia, 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 Russia. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Thanks, Martin. I appreciate the call. Uh, let me go to uh, Mark because we're short on time, and I really want to get as many of you as you can. Mark in Sherman Oaks, uh, welcome yeah, to the broadcast. Try, yeah, try to get as many Mark as you can. Okay, real quick. Uh, I think Mueller is going to nail two guys. I think we will never know at the end what happened, not happened, and 
it's beneficial to Democrats and Republicans to keep scaring us with Russia so we can have those huge military budgets. Okay, because it's been going on for 70 years. It slowed down when we have Saddam Hussein and all those guys, but now they realize, man, the Middle East is not going to cut it. We need someone bigger. Uh, and, well, I think we've, we've got someone bigger with uh, North Korea. I don't know that we need well, Russia, no, not, uh, the war that uh, Donald Trump seems to be, uh, seems to be starting out there. But uh, I, I take your point. Uh, thanks, Mark. I appreciate that. Uh, what happened to... Oh, Sue, what happened? We lost Sue? Shoot. Uh, let me go to... Um, who's been waiting a while? Oh, uh, ah, there we go. Okay, we do have Sue. Hey, Sue, welcome back to the Brad, not welcome back, welcome to the Bradcast. Do we have you, Sue? Oh, Sue? Oh, no, you have Kurt. Okay, okay, Kurt, what's up, brother? Uh, we have just uh, about a minute here. What's the crime? The, the, The crime is the conspiracy to commit collusion. And there's tons of evidence that the the junior as well as Kushner and a lot of the people surrounding that campaign were in a conspiracy to obviously gather information from Russia. To do what? Well, uh, obviously to influence the election, which was Russia's purpose. But in what way, how could that have possibly happened? How, how in the worst case scenario, how I'm did the Trump... I'm that they were smart enough to complete... Uh-huh. the collusion and conspiracy, but that's not what's illegal. But what's if they illegal? were smart enough, what did they do, what's Kurt? illegal is the attempt to commit the conspiracy. Okay. Yeah, but I don't even know what that conspiracy would be. I really don't, and I'm sure folks are going to call me obtuse, and I'd love to go on for hours about this, so you could call me obtuse. Uh, drop me an email if you like. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. Uh, where you can call me obtuse. You can also do so on the Facebooks and the Twitters at the Brad Blog. My thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, and to all of you for uh, calling in and uh, listening to the show, spending time, a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's show or any other, download it anytime at bradblog.com. We'll be back with you tomorrow for more colluding. Uh, until oh, talking about at the Alabama election coming up and concerns about the voting system there. Uh, you can download our shows anytime for free at bradblog.com. That's it. Until we meet again tomorrow, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Yeah.